It's the next level. Warning. The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this, our issue 195 of the DC Primetime Podcast. From the Spotlight, as well as the We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited Podcast, here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. We are fresh off of our 24-hour gaming marathon for Extra Life, and we're still struggling. A little bit. We're, it's, it's taken a little longer than usual to recover. Uh, but as we mentioned, this podcast, this episode is coming to you a little bit late. Uh, possibly uh, instead of Monday morning, you're hearing this Monday evening or seeing it posted Monday evening at least. So we're still getting it to you on a Monday. Just uh, a little delayed is all. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, fresh off of our, our 24-hour marathon and... Um, I think you know the totals. Was it over, I think, 5,000 we broke? Yeah, we did break 5,000, and our team was in the top 250 teams in the entire U.S. So uh, very awesome. It was a good year for us. So Yeah, very good year. A lot of, uh, lot of great people all together again. I made some new friends this year and some friends that you had come from out of town that were staying with you. Yeah, a lot of people from out of town this year. A couple friends from Massachusetts. We had a friend fly up from Savannah uh, and our good friends from Baltimore also came into the mix. Uh, all of us converging in the Philadelphia suburbs. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got in um, some new games that I've never played before, which is always a good thing to do when, when we're playing this and uh, some new games that I actually really, really, really enjoyed. Uh, I can't remember the names of all of them because there were a lot. Uh, there was one in particular where it was built on a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a game called Everdale. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep. That was fun. Um, and still got to play a couple old favorites as well, which uh, I actually I feel like I didn't get a chance to game quite as much this year, but I still had a good time. Yeah, so. it was a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for anybody who supported us throughout that process. And we appreciate you guys uh, having a little patience with us this week as we didn't post a lot to the Facebook page, if anything at all, really. And uh, of course, this podcast coming to you a little delayed. So but yep, it's going to be a short one this week. I know we say that in the past, but it really is going to be a short one this week because there are only two things, uh, two episodes to talk about as Flash and Arrow were both on break this week, uh, which we didn't even realize until we were recording last week's episode. Didn't mm-hmm. think there was going to be any breaks because of crisis and uh, and the build up to it. But uh, if they took a break this week, that just means that when Flash and Arrow return this week, they're 
they're pretty much going to be full bore into the storm of crisis in these next couple episodes because we are only three weeks away, I think, four weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah, exactly what to count that. And it's, I think it's three weeks. Uh, it's three weeks away, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yep. Yeah. Cause crisis begins on December 10th. So yeah, we are three weeks away after this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll see it. Um, the anticipation is building and I'm looking forward to it. Indeed. But Indeed. let's give our review of these two episodes and then we'll jump back and uh, break down the episodes as we usually do. Starting first with Batwoman uh, season one, episode six. What do you give this one, sir? Uh, sidekick, hero, or legend? I'm giving this one a hero. I, I'm i not going to say probably much else on all these quick ones just because I can tell you as I'm sitting here, I'm almost falling asleep because of how tired I am still. So this uh, this is going to be a low, and I mean low, energy show. So <laughs> Yes, um, indeed. Take when I was really sick a couple weeks ago and add like, maybe 400 pounds of NyQuil to the the equation. That's kind of how my body feels at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a hero. Yeah, it's, it's a mid-hero for me as well. We got a couple little nods to some past characters in, in the Batman universe, and um, hopefully they'll do some more of them as well. But it's uh, not really too much story progression. We, it's It was more kind of a villain of the week. For, for Batwoman, mm-hmm. but still, uh, mid-hero, not anything that blew me away, but nothing that disappointed me as well. Right. And, of course, we have Supergirl Season 5, Episode 6, Confidence Women, Sidekick, Hero, or Legend. Also a hero. Yep. <laughs> wow. You are short and to the point this week, sir. Yes, I am. Uh, I, again, but you, as I told you. <laughs> you said you were going to I'm be. I'm going to be low energy. If you expect more than that, I'm like, it's going to be like, eh, it was good. <laughs> so that's done and done this week. All right, yes. now on to the Thank news. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're far off. I, to be I, I'm no lie. Seriously, my eyes are are, are shut, uh, and I am I am mostly running on autopilot. So, well, not only that, but I mean, even with the breakdowns, which we're about to get into now, there's really not a lot to break down from these episodes. You know, again, two episodes that were both you know Supergirl's a mid hero for me as well. Two episodes that were kind of. I think Supergirl maybe pushed the storyline further than Batwoman did. Batwoman really, I don't think, pushed a storyline. Uh, there was um, a couple things, and we'll get into that as we kind of roll into it, which we're doing now, I guess. <laughs> so Yeah, so we'll, we'll go back to Batwoman, uh, as we mentioned, Season 1, Episode 6. I'll be judge, I'll be jury. A disturbing new death has Gotham reeling when the city and the city reaches out to their new vigilante hero. Uh, Luke confides in Kate while Sophie asks Jacob for a special assignment. Alice continues her nefarious plot against the Canes, with Catherine being a conduit to part of her plan. Batwoman pays another visit to Mary. So, I mean, there, yeah, there were a couple things that happened. We did get, you know, uh, the villain of the week, a la the executioner. We found out a couple things about some characters that we know from the Batman universe, uh, including what has happened to Lucius Fox. Yeah, Lucius Fox being murdered in, in this in this timeline here and in this universe, which was kind of a shock. I, I, I did not see that one coming, but I, I can see how that will be useful for luke's character to kind of project him forward a little bit but this is the first one of the first times we've seen lucius being dead in a current batman universe with the exception of the telltale batman series in season one 
uh, was the only other time we've seen that actually play out. Or was that season? No, it was season one. It was season one where that happened. Yeah, I think at the, at the season one, we see um, Lucius Burton by the Penguin in, in he, that. Yeah, we see his death occur. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, it's, you know, like in a relatively short period of time, especially seeing that character kind of bumped off in, in these two lures, especially when we know Luke and Luke, uh, Lucius's relationship has been such a big cornerstone of Luke's character. So it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do with him this week. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it. I don't know if it's just you, though. I mean, because, again, we got mention of Lucius Fox and, and Lucius being murdered. But there's a couple other characters that we got mention of. And it seems to me almost that the Batman universe that they're building towards with, with Batwoman it seems more and more likely that the Batman universe that we got and the Batman that we had in Batwoman is it's leaning more and more towards it's the Keaton Batman. It seems um, like that just a little bit. I mean, it's going to be an amalgamation of everything, but yeah, uh, it feels like we're, we're leaning into the 89. Uh, well, yeah. we, we know, we know it's not, that's not truly what it is, but we, we get, you know, the Jack Napier as the Joker um, referenced yeah. in this, which was interesting to see. Uh, so it was kind of cool that we got that nod there. But, um, you know, they're going to kind of pick and choose, pick and choose, pick and choose on what they go with. Because we know Bruce is not that much older than Kate. So having the Keaton age Batman uh, would be dramatically too old for this universe, you know. Yeah. Uh, so but it, it, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it, we're, we're getting this kind of amalgamation of. I guess Earth eighty nine, Earth ninety, kind of technically is is kind of where this feels like it has the closest connection to of what we've seen in the Arrowverse so far. Yeah, uh, the other the other mention of a Batman character that we did get in this too was Mayor Cobblepot, uh-huh. which uh, you know Lucius uh, makes mention of, or uh, Luke makes mention of when he's talking about. Uh, I think it was forms of punishment that were. Uh, I think it was firing squad. Because they were talking about the different ways that uh, the executioner was killing people, right? Uh, and he was and he was following up with one of the only three ways that uh, execution was legal in Gotham at the time. And I think firing squad, which he mentions, was brought back by uh, Mayor Cobblepot when mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we know Oswald as the Penguin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all my brain can think of is I played this city like a harp from hell. So. <laughs> you know what? I think I think Batman Returns is uh, weird. It's a it's a weird ass movie. That's it, what it is. <laughs> it's a weird movie, but it doesn't get the credit it should. Because it, dude, of course it doesn't. Because there's penguins with rocket launchers on their back, <laughs> and a lot of them. Um, it is a odd, odd, odd movie. It is it is one of the most bizarre things. It's not to say it's not fun, but it's incredibly bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it is incredibly bizarre. But, you know, DeVito is a fantastic penguin and it's Burton. So, uh, you know, I I still like it. I still enjoy it. Oh, I do, too. It, it is. But I but yeah, it's 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 super weird. It's super out there, <laughs> but they have fun with it. That's that's what's that's what's important. That is very that is indeed true. Uh, I think one of the other um, big things that we need to talk about this week is there is somebody new in Gotham City now who knows who Kate is. Uh, yeah, Sophie, and no one cares. No, so. <laughs> I know, and that was kind of how I took it too. It's like, okay, she kind of had an idea earlier on uh, in the series. I think it was, uh, it might have even been the pilot of the series when there was, was kind of hinted she might have an idea. Um, Correct. But 
now for sure she knows and the question is as to whether or not she's going to tell jacob and we all well <laughs> we all know the answer to that yeah uh granted it doesn't play out the way that everybody thinks it does because this episode for the week is already aired so for the people that have already seen it well we'll get you all caught up to speed again next week. oh yeah so see fine. i haven't seen this week's yet so i haven't either i just read a synopsis and i'm like oh, oh okay that makes sense oh okay i so. haven't read a i haven't read a synopsis either so uh i'm kind of glad i haven't yeah um sure I you know what I, I hate doing it already because it's, this has literally been like a five or six minute conversation about Batwoman, but I really don't know what else we can talk about with this episode. I mean, the only other really things in the grand scheme of things with this episode is we do see Batwoman and Jacob Kane kind of trapped in that court courtroom area. Yeah. Uh, for the end of the episode where we do see why Jacob has such a issue with vigilantes like Batman is because he knows that Batman wasn't responsible for the death of his wife and leading to, you know, Liz kind of being, well, not Liz. I always want to say Liz. Her name is Elizabeth, but they call yes. her Beth. I um, did it too. I did it last week. AKA, AKA, AKA Alice, you know, so Alice now becoming kind of a psychopath, but leading all these things, but it's not that Jacob really blames Batman. It's just Jake was trying to find a way to kind of pass the blame elsewhere. So it wasn't something that he reflected on himself and blamed himself for. And that's what it was. But we, I think you're going to see a a turn of that corner. This episode did a lot for Jacob's character. I will say that I really, I think the last two weeks were, uh, I think what was it? The long, sad tale. Yeah. Mine is a long, mine is a long and and a sad tale. My, Yeah. Mine is a long and sad tale, and then this week's together, I think, did a lot for Jacob's character. We're really seeing the show become what it's meant to be here, and I I think that's great. We know that the episode we're going to talk about next Sunday when we record in the morning. um, Also, we'll be discussing the character that was just introduced, which is the other other major cast member that's going to be sticking around, uh, which is uh, a Pennyworth. Yes. To be joining the fray. I think uh, Julia Uh, Pennyworth. Jo- Julia Pennyworth, also another great character from the comics. Oh, see, and another character so. I'm not familiar with. So I'm going to be very interested to see as we continue on uh, how, who that mm-hmm. character is and how she fits in with everything. I heard it was a really great. Uh, oh, nice. Cast. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, everybody is saying that the show is is definitely picking up. Speed oh, and I and so, I felt the is, same way. Yeah. And I and I and I just yeah, yeah. again, I just don't think I think the momentum kind of slowed down this week. It still progressed forward, uh, you know, with uh, obviously with with Jacob and with Sophie finding out who Kate is or who bat, that Batwoman is Kate. Um, I, I, I just don't feel like again, I feel like the progression, the momentum slowed down slightly. It didn't fall backwards, which is why I didn't hate it. I just didn't give it a higher rating because. It, it again, it it's it slowed. Yes. So if that makes sense, I'm kind of I'm kind of mumbling. Uh, it, it basically it wasn't as strong as last week's, but not it, but there, but it was still up there in the high, in a, probably more of closer to a high hero than it was a mid hero. Okay, or a middling hero, I would say, is where I fall. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. The, yeah. The only um, other thing I can mention too, um, we got a little bit more with Mouse this week. Um. In that he is kind of uh, 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 mentally unstable. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. a good way. That's a good way to put it. I mean, especially when he called Alice uh, using Kate's voice to kind of figure out where her loyalties lie. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play. And I think it's going to be kind of a lot of fun, in all honesty. I, I really, really think we're going to see something really special because that character seems super unhinged. And I think we're going to see a lot of weird, twisted things come from that. And I'm cool with that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun because Mouse is a very interesting character. We definitely know we do see a little bit more of that within this coming week. So Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. Um, but, I mean, in, in regards to this past episode, anything else before I mention what this week's episode is? Uh, wait, pardon? Uh, before I go on to, to talk about, just to give us the, the rundown and tell us this week's episode. Anything more on the episode that we're talking about now? Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> are you that are you that tired that it confused you? Yeah, that much? Yes, that really did just happen. Oh, um, okay. yeah, my 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 brain's really like it's it's I'm trying to keep it moving. Well, and that's the hard part. It gets confusing too when I mention like we're talking about this episode, but anymore before I talk about this week because we're into this week. So I can kind of see where the confusion kind of lies a little bit. So Yes, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, season one, episode seven, which at the time you're listening to this as already aired, uh, Kate and Sophie must reconcile with their past as Kate questions just how much she can trust her former lover. Kate and Luke have an encounter with an old friend and Mary grapples with the fate of the Kane family as Catherine seeks Jacob's help. So, yeah, as you mentioned, um, already some positive feedback on this week's episode. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I will be watching it soon and we'll be talking about it next week. That brings us to the only episode we have left to talk about, and that is Supergirl Season 5, Episode 6, Confidence Women. While a new threat is under arrest at the DEO, Supergirl uses him to try and understand who is responsible for the recent attacks. Meanwhile, Andrea and Lena think back on their tumultuous past. So this week's episode is more a heavy, heavy focus on Lena and Andrea and their relationship. And you know, it kind of coming into play and it, through the flashbacks of these, it was something I was not expecting. Um, we saw the return of Lex Luthor. Yeah, we saw a quick new sequence from John Cryer. And then we also saw one that was we've seen before. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was it was pretty, pretty nice little surprise. So my guess is probably it, it worked really well right around the timing of some crisis film. Yeah, I would assume. And they were like, hey, we can get this in now. And I'm like, let's let's get a quick pickup shot. And I'm like, awesome. But it was really cool. Yeah, worked, really cool. it worked out really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, so a couple members of the cast not available this or not. not I don't want to say not available, but not in this week. Uh, that being Nia and Kelly. Uh, neither one really in there. But um, in the synopsis, it mentions somebody who was arrested and them using him but who was that i don't remember who that was well that was what's his a rip roar uh rip they roar, still had yeah. rip roar under arrest yes um yes correct which we see obviously this this shadowy figure coming in and you know trying to rescue him in which we get the big reveal this week that that is indeed andrea rojas uh aka akrata this is our first mm -hmm. view of Akrata, and we kind of then get the backstory as to how she became Akrata. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which kind of reminded me very much of Double Dragon, except it wasn't two pieces of a medallion. It was just one. Oh, God, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, why would you do that to my brain? I don't know. I, I don't, I, 
That's too much for me to process right now. Okay, good night. Good night, everybody. Have a bye. That's the end of the podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad that was a bad analogy. Um but yeah. But you made it, and that's the important part. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh but you know, we've had him, I think didn't we get um oh god, what the hell's the actor's name? Uh Ro Cooley, I think. Uh, he's from iZombie. Yeah. He he was Ravi in iZombie. Rock Holy, yeah. Have we seen? He was he was he played Biomax two seasons ago. Um, that's right. it. That's it. I knew we had seen him before, but I couldn't yeah. Remember we we did report that he was coming back in to reprise that same role. Uh, you know, just for a few episodes for for at least an episode. So again, that made sense with having him kind of kind of jump in here and, and play that character because he became kind of a, a cloud of nanites. So I was not quite sure on how they were going to do that. This made a lot more sense. So, yes, it did. Bring him back in a flashback, and that's how you mm-hmm. do it. Um. So, what do we kind of want to focus on? We got the, you know, we mentioned the Akrata stuff, and obviously by the end we have, um, you know, Andrea going in as Akrata to actually to finally rescue Russell. Which, by the way, uh, correction, we were calling him Gabriel. All asked up last episode. That was my fault. I said his name was Gabriel, and I think you just ran with it. Um, his name was Russell. Oh, okay, not Gabriel. We were kind of far off sure. on that one. Um, so, corrections. His, his name is Russell. But um, yeah, so we see. You know, obviously she gets in, she gets him out, and a lot of it is because of Lena's help. You know, we're seeing Lena is kind of. I'm still a little confused on what is going on with Lena because she seems to definitely be playing both sides. Oh, I mean, she's right now currently on her own side at the moment. Uh, I mean, that's really where it kind of boils down to. And I would be really surprised if that does not kind of come to a head soon. And I think that's that's my guess is exactly we're We're going to definitely see that come to head soon. So, but yeah, I, but I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going. I think this episode did the best job so far this season. And I would probably say this gets a high hero, in all honesty. When I said it, it's kind of, oh, it's a hero. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say it's right mm-hmm. on the verge because it felt like it was starting to move things forward. Like having Leviathan front and center this episode really helped kind of bump things in a new direction. And having Malefic's powers now involved with Lena a little bit and how she's using all of that tech together. It's the question of what does Leviathan do to Lena at this point. Um, and that's going to be an interesting part because you could definitely see now from what we went through of the way that Leviathan targeted Andrea earlier when they found the medallion uh, to now potentially shifting their focus onto Lena, not just because Lena has the medallion, but because of what Lena has accomplished with uh, Andrea's tech that you can definitely tell came from Leviathan in one way, shape or form. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, too, I mean, we have that moment at the very end of the episode as well, where I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic, because whereas, you know, Eve and Andrea were kind of under the influence of uh, Leviathan by, you know, their tenure with the with the group, whoever they are, which we're still starting to discover at this point, Lena kind of has a little bit of an inside track because we get by the end of that episode, you know, she says to, you know, the AI that's living in Eve, now tell me everything that Eve Tessmacher knows about Leviathan. Right. So she's going to have a little bit of inside information before Leviathan even approaches her. So this is going to be one of those things where there, I think Lena and Leviathan are probably going to have to come to a middle ground. 
I don't think they're going to come to a middle ground. I think this is going to be purely Lena versus Leviathan and Supergirl kind of caught in the crossfire of it all. Well, not caught okay. in the crossfire. Trying to figure out what to do about the situation that's unfolding. Because they definitely thought by the end of this, because, again, the entire DEO going under attack from basically what Lena did, you know, that whole whole kind of utilization of that tech uh, that she made that basically caused everybody with, you know, the the new lenses from Obsidian to kind of now impact everybody that has that tech in them with Malefic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because we even get that moment with Brainy this week that we see even Brainy can be under uh, under the influence of whatever this is. So, you know, it's it's going to be... Well, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, they did not explain that sequence very, very well. That was the only thing I will say is a big takeaway for me on this episode that I, I that did not allow it to move into a legend territory. I can say is the fact that so the tech she used basically made everybody go under the spell of Malefic. Were they using the lenses? And obviously they can't expect that everyone in the DEO has the lenses, which was would be one part, you know. Um, but it was, it was a little confusing on how that went. It was like, it was like, was she finding a way to just project Malefic's power? It, they, they didn't really specify that very clean. Um, yeah. And, and I think even with Brady, cause I can't see Brainy using those lenses. He, I don't, he would not need to, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. And that's, that's where there were some questions that came into play, but Hey, you know what? Uh, suspension of disbelief moving forward. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, very true. Um, I don't know. I, I again, uh, apologies for like short descriptions and short breakdowns. But uh, is there anything else really? Uh, yeah, that you might have we that see, we kind of have to. We did see Ripper killed uh, by the end of the episode. You know. We, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Leviathan, see, it's been... Leviathan, you know, putting a bullet through his chest, and you know, we do see Andrea um, pretty much get to the point where like i said she gives the medallion over to lena uh, but you know leviathan definitely saying hey look uh those powers that you have yeah guess what they didn't go away that that they're they're still with you regardless of you not having the medallion anymore so kind of second a buttercup you're, you're still in this uh regardless of whatever you just did so yeah. it was uh it was interesting seeing how that played out so I, i'm looking forward to seeing this a little bit more but i, I will say I'm, I'm definitely more intrigued than i have been with supergirl yeah. Um. It, it again. The season started very, very slowly. Uh. We were. We've been saying a number of times that they were trying to fill time until crisis, and now the time is growing short until crisis. So it's going to be a curious thing to see if we know that the Flash is kind of split into two seasons. Arrow is ending. Uh. It's going to be very curious to see if this Leviathan thing is going to be something they wrap before crisis, or if it's going to continue on afterwards. And crisis is just kind of going to be a break in the middle mm -hmm. of everything. So it, yeah, it's a wait and see as to how, uh, how that's going to be. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to this week's episode, uh, season five, episode seven tremors, Supergirl finally learns the truth about Lena. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, while tangling with Leviathan and John Jones makes a discovery about his brother's whereabouts. So actually, you know what, on that topic that I just said as to whether or not it's going to play out after crisis or not, it seems like it seemed like it might wrap up before because if that's the case, if everything that happens this week is listed in that synopsis, it seems like things are already starting to come to a head a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean, 
we we have to because uh, we only have two more weeks of the normal shows we're talking about, and then then we're talking about Crisis, which is going to be yeah. kind of crazy. Well, I take that back. Uh, uh, how do, how does this work again? So, um, all right, we've got our next episode, the one following, the one following that is a normal recording, but Crisis starts that night, so. We've got we yeah, have so three I mean, more normal episodes. So we've got one more episode of The Flash this week, followed up by The Last Temptation of Barry Allen Part One, and the following week is Part Two. So yeah, yes. we are we are only three weeks away from yesterday, uh, for as far as episodes are concerned, before Crisis kicks off. Yeah, because I well I think because um, they did say that Crisis starts uh, with the yeah, cri- and that's the thing. Crisis is a five-part event, but it's technically more um, for some of these. It's technically longer because it's going to come into some of these shows earlier. As you mentioned, Last Temptation of Barry Allen, parts one and parts two, are going to deal very heavily with Crisis. Well, it's like a prologue. And, yeah. Yeah, and Last Temptation of Barry Allen starts next Tuesday, the mm-hmm. 26th. So um, at the time you're hearing this, tomorrow, Tuesday, the 19th, is the final episode of The Flash not really heavy crisis right but even every episode of christ every episode of flash has dealt with crisis in some way shape or form um but next week it dives in heavy yeah so we're we're gonna find out and i believe Um, supergirl and maybe batwoman both have one week of a break between nail and crisis as well kind of similar to arrow and flash but i could be wrong i know it wasn't this week obviously but I think the following, I think there may be a quick break. I'm looking, let's see, if I look at the, you're talking a week off? Yeah, but I could be wrong. Um, No, I don't think, I don't think they do. Oh, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Crisis on Infinite Earth starts, yeah, December 8th, not December 10th. So um, we have November. Yes, they do. They take the, let's see, November 17th is the episode that just aired. So yeah, they are actually... On break Not the following on the t- week. Yeah. On the following week. So Sunday the twenty fourth, mm-hmm. they will uh they will not be on. That's what I thought. Yeah. So Yep. Yeah. Sunday the twenty fourth, they will not be on. All right. So that's going to wrap it for the breakdown of the two episodes. Again, apologies for for the shorter breakdowns. We usually do a little bit more detailed, but between yeah. the episodes not really being heavily storyline driven and us still really really ragged from extra life oh yeah i mean you know you and i were both up for about 36 hours minimum so yeah uh yeah it was it's it it puts a toll on you especially when somebody like yourself at a very uh wonderful belated happy birthday to you your birthday your thank you your 40th birthday was on uh this this past saturday so welcome 40th what what are you talking about man i'm like i'm i'm 35 you you're 60 now for the fifth year in a row i'm oh my god happy 80th birthday (laughs) sir (laughs) let's just keep throwing numbers out there people will forget how old i actually am so, but yeah, no, happy, so, big happy 4-0 to you. It was, it was, I, I, I hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the festivities that kind of hey, blended in with everything. So I got to spend, I got to bring in my 40th birthday with some of the best friends a guy could ask for doing what we all love to do. And that's gaming. And yeah, I couldn't have think, thought of a better way. Um, it was fun walking into a six, a one and six balloon. And having to wear a sweet 16 sash for half the night. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. You got a, you got um, a delicious cake. 
Oh my God, Julie's cake was delicious. I don't know. Did you even get to have any? Uh, I have a piece sitting on my counter uh, that I, that's uh, okay. been wrapped up that I'm going to probably dive into today. So it was a ginger cake with a lemon, uh, with a lemon buttercream and a caramel uh, praline buttercream uh, with a lemon buttercream on top and a chocolate uh, poured over top. Uh, and, there, there was also a beautiful little pig on the top of the cake <laughs> that was filled with lemon curd. So Yeah. Don't know what Julie was trying to say about that. <laughs> was she calling me a little pig? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great it was a great birthday. Uh couldn't have thought of a better way to to bring it in. And I got to host the game show, which you was did. Uh, you did a great job. Which too. Was cool. Thank you. It was very fun. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, so uh, that's going to wrap it up for the breakdowns. Not a lot of news this week, but I will turn it over to you to give us what there is. Cool. Uh, let's move over to the most low-key news of all time. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so first story is we've got um, has been announced that there is going to be a special show that is going to be airing after Crisis called Crisis on Infinite Earth Aftermath, uh, hosted by Kevin Smith. Uh, we don't know how many episodes in total. It just says a pair of specials after the show. So I have a feeling probably after the mid seasons and then probably after crisis returns, most likely is probably how it's going to play out. So it's because the way it sounds is it's a pair of specials. So that's, that's mostly what's what we're going to see there, but very cool that Kevin's coming in to do that. Cause yeah, we know how much the right guy to do that. We know how much he loves DC. The fact that he's already done uh, directorial work on both two of these shows at this point in time, I'm sure it's also, he hasn't finished his tenure uh, in, in directing in this realm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him direct an episode of Batwoman uh, sooner or later as well. So very cool though. Yep. All right. Jumping into a little bit of crisis stuff. Very, very little to talk about with this, but we did uh, hear a little bit though from specifically uh, Mr. Guggenheim, basically kind of saying that ultimately in the grand scheme of things, everything is very open-ended. Uh, that statement coming from LaMonica Garrett, uh, and when it was asked to be exp- expanded upon a little bit more, it's uh, or actually this all came from Lomonica Garrett. I take this back. This wasn't Guggenheim. Uh, Guggenheim's name just comes up in this article way too much. Um, <laughs> Lomonica basically said this. He's like, I think with comic book period, it's always open ended. Nothing's ever definitive. Even back in the day, like when Doomsday killed Superman, but then he came back. So, you know, stuff happens. Uh, I don't want to give too much away with the crossover, but, you know, in the comic book world, like I was joking with one of the producers and we're talking about the Princess Bride, and there was a scene in the Princess Bride where it's like, is he a little dead or is he all the way dead? You know, Billy's Crystal, uh, Billy uh, Crystal's character, you know. To me, that's the comic book world. Is he dead or is he just a little dead? Which dead is he? <laughs> so, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think the writers are creative, and that's the basis for all of this. So, uh, so as we kind of put it before, yeah, the, the aftermath of Crisis will linger on through the rest of these seasons. We know they for will. For sure. Um, but, you know, I, I, you can expect a big, huge, major cliffhangers to kind of befall everybody on the end of episode three. I think all of us are expecting those things. So, yeah. Uh, some other things, too, for Crisis. We did find out officially that Katie Cassidy is actually going to be playing Laura Lance from Earth 1 during Crisis on Infinite Earths. But they did say officially, though, Guggenheim did kind of state in the spinoff, though, we're still focusing on Earth 2 Laurel Lance uh, so for that show. So this is not Earth 1 Laurel coming back into the mix, you know, permanently. You know, this is still that show is still focusing on Earth 2 Laurel, but Crisis is dealing with Earth 1 Laurel. So how is that going to happen? 
uh, there's a special thing called the Wave Rider that travels through time. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a whole show about it that's going on for five seasons now. So Really? Tell me more. <laughs> so, you know, that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, no worries. It's okay. I'm not going to lie. When I heard, I was like, Chris Universe is going to deal with time travel. I'm like, that seems weird. Why would they do that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My the brain, Wave Rider. My brain did that, too. I'm like, time travel seems so weird in the, the Arrowverse. And I'm like, oh, what am I thinking? And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to sleep. Um, but I did that a couple of weeks ago. That's fine. At least my okay. brain my my brain was sick. Yours is just starved for sleep. It's okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So we did also see this week, too, there are several different trailers out there now that are just kind of quick, to-the-point little stinger trailers for each of the shows. That shows us just tiny little glimpses of things to come in Crisis. One of those things that we do see is that infamous red cape flapping in the breeze from, like, basically Superman 75 uh, yeah. that is dealing with the death of Superman. So... Uh, I would not be surprised if we don't see a Superman or two maybe bite the big one in this. So, uh, but yeah, teasing. Well, we know which things. one it won't be. That that's very true. We do know one of the ones that most likely will be. So, uh, right. But I won't I won't spoil anything for anybody if you're not paying too close of attention. But if you want to get an opportunity, uh, you can just go hit up hit up YouTube. If you look up, there's already people that are doing compilations of all of those videos. I'm sure sometime this week we'll try to put something together uh, and put something up on the Facebook page once we have a little bit more time and more rest under our belts. But yes, that is to come. Um, so uh, as far as some other things, though, too, the show, uh, Arrow showrunner has bid farewell to the Arrow Cave uh, on their last day of shooting this past week. As Beth Schwartz said, goodbye officially. Uh, so um, there, there is the final shots were done for Arrow as everything has officially wrapped as they get ready to move into a completely different show where that same set's probably being used. So, <laughs> yeah, most uh, likely. Have they announced who the showrunner is for um, for for uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries? Most likely, but I really don't care. So moving okay. on to the next story. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, on all honesty, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they probably have, but because they've only shot the pilot, I don't know if they've actually, if there is a showrunner in a pilot stage, usually. I think they have this kind of more or less the director for the pilot uh, and the, write, the writing team, and then probably the lead producers, and then probably if it gets picked up, then they announce their showrunners and stuff. Okay. So. All right. Um, so we do know officially now, too, that in this coming March, Superman and Lois will uh, reportedly be shooting their pilot episode. So we will be seeing a little bit more of that coming just down the pipe. Uh, So, yeah. So, like I said, you can probably keep your eyes focused on our Facebook page. I'm sure we'll be hearing more and more about that, especially as we lead into the final back half of Crisis. A lot of those uh, announcements of of, uh, who is going to be playing certain roles will be announced uh, probably during that time frame. Yeah, uh, post post holiday. So. That that was what I that was what I meant when I said we know at least one Superman. It won't be. Yeah, and that's exactly. the reason why is because we know the series has started filming. Mm-hmm. That's very true. All right, we do have another announcement now as well, and that is Natalie Dreyfus has been cast as Sue Dearborn on The Flash, so we'll be seeing her in the back half of the season, uh, according to uh, showrunner Eric Wallace. So uh, we know, again, that's that's just right around the corner. So there's only just a handful of episodes left beforehand, so we already know everything else currently has been shot. She has just been cast, so we won't see her during this 
this piece before crisis and if we do it'll be a probably a quick quick glimpse yeah uh yeah. but um i guess her major stuff will, will be around the corner so we will see that uh in uh about a month to two well actually about two months time from now is uh right when we'll be seeing a lot more sue and, and i'm looking forward to that because that means we're gonna see even we're gonna see some even more really great character driven stuff with ralph indeed absolutely true and the last thing here we have is uh, we have found out a little bit more about Suicide Squad and James Gunn has come out and said a couple things. Uh, first off, he was asked if uh, there's going to be any crossover with any villains from the Matt Reeves Batman universe. And he just said, he's like, well, I'm pretty sure Matt knows exactly all the villains I'm using at this point in time. Uh, so he's like, there's possibility and it's more kind of Matt would be borrowing from me versus the other way around because that project is not finished yet. Um, well, that project hasn't really started in earnest yet, more more specifically. Yeah. Uh, but we also found out a little bit something else kind of special. And uh, James did come out and say, he, he said that working on this film has kind of revitalized him uh, as a director more than any other film he's ever worked on. And he said he does not mean that in a mean or stabby way to any of the other companies he's ever worked with. He said he's never had so much creative control of what he's allowed to do. And he said it's just kind of truly a blessing to be able to do all of these things that just his mind can come up with. But he also said what was really magical about this, he said, he said, currently Suicide Squad will have more practical sets and effects than every other James Gunn movie I have ever done combined. So they were saying it is just truly just something different and special. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what James is James is going to give us with this movie. I am too. I am too for sure. I mean, and you know, hearing that this revitalized him as the director not only gives me a lot of hope for this movie, but anything he does in the future. I mean, because like again, he didn't say it in a mean way, but I'm I'm positive that all of that stuff he went through with being fired by Disney and then coming back and everything, whether he holds ill will towards Disney or not, that has to mentally take a lot out of you. So yeah. for this to have revitalized him, yeah, I'm I'm really anticipating one what this means for Suicide Squad, and two, this actually gives me a lot of hope for what he's going to bring to the next Guardians movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also a question though too is after Guardians is done, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see James head back to Warner Brothers after that. It, Oh, me neither. I wouldn't see him. I would love to see him make the shift to do more. DC I could stuff. see him hanging up his hat over at Marvel Studios stuff officially because more or less it was just the fact that Guardians 3 was planned. It was ready to rock all these things. And, you know, he has so much support over there. But if he is having that much fun doing this and Warner Brothers really believes in him. And if this movie does phenomenally, you know there's no way that Warner brothers isn't going to try to keep him in the fold. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, for he, sure. There's going to be a fight over him. That's for sure. But I'm sure regardless of what everybody thinks and, you know, guardians three could be this massive smash hit. Then one of the best films, kind of like the way that people think of like Thor Ragnarok is the hands down the best Thor film or all these things. Um, there's always going to be that piece that he's not going to fully trust Disney again, you know? Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, how can you? Like, after that. Uh, there's always yep. going to be a part that's kind of like, huh, well. Well, they could do, if they did it once, they could do it again. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that would not be a surprise. So I'm, I'm nope. looking forward to seeing what this does, though, especially for not only DC's films, but specifically, you know, just in general, just the characters from the Suicide Squad, the ones that they're going to elevate, all of these little things that they're going to bring from this. 
could be just truly something very special. So I'm really, really excited to see what this movie is going to be. Uh, and also um, uh, some other things that are pretty cool, too. We got to bring up. I, I know I've yet to see it. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to do this relatively soon. But it sounds like a early congratulations go out to the Joker. It sounds like it's going to cross the one billion dollar mark. Um, which is huge. Um, it, it's absolutely insane, um, which is crazy. Well, I think I think it's already become the highest. Uh, it's the highest grossing movie with the Joker ever. We know that at this point. Well, I, and I and I, it, and I think it might be the highest ranking, uh, highest rated R, highest film? grossing R rated film. And actually, and that's and it. That's I it. take that back. They have passed the billion dollar box office mark. Uh, that has officially happened as of the 16th. So just two yes. days ago. Yeah. So uh, big congratulations to Warner Brothers and definitely to Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix. I, so. I have not I have not seen it yet either. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be watching it this week. Um, uh, I'm, I'm actually waiting. There's somebody else who wants to watch it with me. So I'm kind of waiting for schedules to meet before we can watch it. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping this week I finally get to knock that out and, and give it a watch. Yeah, so that's it's pretty, pretty damn cool. So I know a lot of people we talked to that have seen it thoroughly enjoyed it. The people that didn't didn't say it was a bad movie, just not for them is what I've heard. Uh, so that's a that's a good sign. It's one of those questions that too, I know for a lot of people is, uh, you know, is this necessary or what? And all these little things. So it, it's I, I'm very, very much looking forward to, to checking it out in the grand scheme of things. Me too. So me too. But yeah, that's it. Uh, let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's. Just... Yeah. Let's, we'll throw some recommendations out there and cheap plugs and we'll get out. Um, as for me, uh, I know, and you might even be able to share in this one. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about tabletop gaming cause that's what we did during extra life, but there is a new video game that is out right now that you and I are both absolutely loving. And everybody we've talked to who has played it, uh, is loving it as well. Um, actually, I have, there's three quick recommendations, and if you want to share them all, you can. Uh, the first one is Star Wars Fallen Order uh, on whatever console, whether it be Xbox or PlayStation 4. Um, the game is phenomenal. Yeah, the game is uh, gorgeous. We can say officially at this point, too, uh, and I, this has been confirmed by a lot of news outlets. So right now, if you are a PlayStation player, so PS4 apparently has the most stable frame rate and graphics build but it has really long load times xbox is suffering a lot of pop-in issues uh both on xbox one and xbox one x with as far as textures and some frame rate issues and then pc i know there's some graphics drivers issues it sounds like they're all going to be addressed by the publisher which is respawn uh over the next week or two so they said uh if you are having any issues experience wise they said uh patches are imminent all across all platforms so Nice. Uh, and then the other two I will mention real quick, too, both dropped on Disney Plus over uh, this past week as we uh, as Disney Plus launched this past Tuesday, November 12th. Uh, I know you and I both signed up immediately from day one. Uh, the first recommendation, obviously, another Star Wars related, The Mandalorian. First two episodes are out. The show is fantastic. Um, and the other show that I don't know if you've had a chance to watch yet is it's the first show I went to on Disney plus before I even went to the Mandalorian, the world, according to Jeff Goldblum is wonderful. Oh my God. It's adorable. It is, <laughs> oh, that's right. You did watch yeah. it. You did mention that you watched mm -hmm. it too. Um, it's Jeff Goldblum is so fantastically awkward that it just works. And 
he's almost like a kid in an adult body and when he's going through all these things and it's fantastic uh, well it was the episode about where they're talking about like ice cream and they're yes. they were saying it's like that child like <laughs> wonder enjoy he's like i'm oh he's like i'm essentially four all the time so um, <laughs> yep, i love it but he's such a wonderfully bizarre person and it, it makes it that much better uh so yes. yeah he's just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable absolutely uh, I don't know if you wanted to share those or if you had anything else you wanted to recommend. Uh, eat your veggies, take a shower, get some sleep. All right. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, Be like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, pretty much. No, uh, no, no, no. I take that. Let's, oh, no, no. Never let's, mind. let's not. Let's 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 roll that one back. Let's not be like Hulk Hogan. That's my recommendation. That's like my Hulk recommendation. Hogan. Don't be like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so <laughs> I meant like the whole eat your vitamins thing. Not that. Never mind. We take it back. Yep. Um. All right, cool. So with that being said, our cheap plugs for the week. Uh, as always, you can find this podcast as well as all other podcasts as part of the Next Level Podcast Network, www.thenextlevelnetwork.com, facebook.com slash the next level network. And as always, the Facebook for this podcast, facebook.com slash DC primetime. Sorry, I had a drink in my Oh, trouble swallowing. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, take a breath. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was like eight weird pauses in there. I'm like, yeah, just, just, just breathe. <laughs> so. I was trying to rush through it as I was like mid drink. That didn't, that didn't help. Yep. All good. All right. As for me, you can always find me through the caffeine crew cast of pods. The next episode will be one of those ones that if you listen to the show, you probably want to listen to that upcoming one. That'll be coming out before the end of the month. That will be all about Batman as he celebrates his 80 years in the world of pop culture. Uh, after that, we will be, of course, doing our huge end of the Skywalker saga episode, which will be coming out the very, very end of December. If not the very first week of January, usually in that one week to two week window post the release of that movie. Uh, the reason being is we want to give everybody an opportunity to get a chance to talk about it, uh, but also not spoil too, too much. But we're going to be probably out there as quick as humanly possible post-release of that film. We may even try to do that a day or two after the film comes out, maybe that Saturday or Sunday pre-Christmas, because I I would love to get something out to you guys all beforehand especially for those that see it and just need to talk about it or just need to hear about it right away. So we will try to have that out as quick as we can. But until then, you guys will hear from the caffeine crew in about two weeks time. Uh, but until then, uh, that's it for me. Let's, uh, let's just go back to your house after Star Wars and immediately record while it's fresh in our mind. We could, but I'm probably working that Friday. So unfortunately, that oh yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Probably not a, probably not a workable plan. No. Uh, so cool with cheap plugs and recommendations out of the way the breakdowns are done uh, next week we return with all four episodes coming back uh, but until that time thank you for being a part of the DC primetime family thank you for liking commenting subscribing all that you guys do until next week we'll see you guys around the bend take care peace <laughs>